This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass. Some of it. And uh, as a matter of importance, inshallah, because it was a question that was asked. But <coughs> I prefer, inshallah, maybe in the future to be a separate course about about uh, about Toba. Maybe maybe yani, if Allah give us life to be it will be good. I remember once we were speaking about uh, Toba in one of the masajid and took us around twenty one hours in total. So inshallah we'll just keep touching it inshallah. We don't have the privilege of hours inshallah. But it is very important part to speak about it. And just for your knowledge, I these are some of the notes from Sidi uh, Imam uh, Al Harawi, Rahmatullahi uh, Ali, speaking about uh, uh, yeah the very beautiful book. I'm not in favor of the classifications in the bath of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Just for your, uh, but I believe it is not easy this path, and as you cannot be. R- you, to be salih, to be called from the salihin, you have to do right. Salih, salih is a righteous person. To be from the righteous person, you have to keep doing all the righteous things. Uh, so he had these stages that he said, Rahmatullahi alayhi, and may Rabbi subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit us with his barakah. So I will just go straight away to Tawbah. First of all, Toba means yani, to repent. But this repentance is not something easy that we can say because Rabbi subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, A'udhu billahi sami al-alma shaytan al-rajim, Allah said, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Do you want to repeat this ayah with me? وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ So I want you to stop writing for one minute, please. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, those who don't repent are oppressors. Those who do not repent are oppressors. This is in Surah Al-Ujurat. Ayah number 11. In this ayah, Rabbi subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing anyone who doesn't make tawbah as zalim. Zalim is something evil, something bad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Allah doesn't love the oppressors. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described shirk as zulm, as oppression. Can you tell me how zulm can be oppression? How can oppression... How uh, oppression can be shirk? Can anyone tell me? Is there any relationship between shirk and oppression? Yes, please. Um, if, you, if you don't, if you don't recognize the tawheed of Allah, hmm. then you're doing zulm on yourself and not understanding. So I would say that that shirk. 
<coughs> that is one side, but also another side. It yes, please. Pressuring is to deny someone their rights. So you're denying Allah's rights over you. Yeah, Subhanallah. They say, and Allah has given you khair. And then you say, this khair that Allah has given you related to someone else. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ Every blessing that you have is from Allah. And Ibn Atta'illah secondary, rahmatullahi alayhi, says, do not be like the sheep and goats. Say, how come? Said, because sheep and goats always, when they look the shepherd, they get so excited, happy. Because the shepherd gives them food, the shepherd plays with them. But they don't remember the owner that is paying the shepherd the salary and the one that is providing for these sheep and goats. Understand? Even when you get help from someone, Allah facilitate this person to do for you. So everything should, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be thanked. That's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his daily dua in the morning he used to say, Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin. Oh Allah, every ni'ma and every blessing that I have this morning, <coughs> either from you directly or through one of your slaves, it is from you, ya Allah. So I praise you and I thank you for that. So to see no one other than Allah. And may Rabbi be pleased with uh, uh, Abu Hassan Shadri used to say, We thank no one other than Allah. We thank no one other than Allah. So, Zulm is the worst thing. And Allah said, Those who, does it, those who don't repent are from Zalimin. Do you know why I'm starting with this ayah? When it comes to Tawbah, there are many things that, many ayat in the Quran that I can start with. But I'm starting with this ayah. At least, when you make Tawbah, you know that you are not from the Dalimin. Just by making Tawbah, you know that you are not from the Dalimin. Does that make sense? Huh? <coughs> Allah said, those who doesn't repent are oppressors. Then when you make tawbah, then you say, I'm not from the oppressors. <coughs> you are taking your, yourself out from this group of oppressors. When we speak about tawbah, we are not speaking about something very normal. We are speaking about your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when I speak about Toba, what does what does Toba mean in general? Can you help me? What does Toba mean? What does this repentance or Toba means? Asking forgiveness for what you've So you need to know the mistake that you have done in order to repent from it, isn't it? Because if I say oh Allah forgive me without me knowing the, the mistake. Then I am in danger. It becomes abath. Abath means a kind of joke. You have to know. And tell me now. Please just think about it and close your eyes. For one second. (coughs) Can you even list the thing that you've done wrong to yourself? Is it something that you can list? 
the things that you've done, mistake towards Rabbi subhanahu wa ta'ala, towards others, is that something that you can do? Can you bring a paper and, and keep listing? And do you think if you list, will you get to every mistake that you've done? Means, which means you have to go back to every second of your life. Is that possible? And by repenting, you are asking for the impossible. Do you know, you understand what I mean? You are studying for the impossible because if it is impossible for you to remember all your mistakes, How you'll go through the process of asking forgiveness for it. Because it's not a word that you say, Astaghfirullah al Because Allah called in the Quran, Tawbah al Nasuha, sincere Tawbah. Sincere Tawbah, you have to know you're that. I will give you three things the way you have to look at your dhunub. Because that means sin. Huh? So let us look through three things in every them that we have to be very sad when, 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 we, when, we, when we speak up, when we remember our mistakes and our faults and, our, and the sins that we've committed. The first thing is Imam Al-Harawi speaks in, uh, what you can say, like capsules, small, small words. They carry a lot of weight. He says, the first thing you have to see is, he says, in khila'uka anil asma. So he says, in The first thing is, when you think about your sin, you have to know, Muhammad, number one is, he said, you have to know that you, when you, when you committed a sin, you've been out of the circle of the protection of Allah. Does that make sense? The, now, I will repeat. He says, when you think about your sin, <coughs> The first thing you have to remember is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are out of the circle of the protection of Allah when you committed the sin. Can I repeat this again? Because if Allah was to protect you from this sin, you wouldn't do it. So which means there is something that you have done that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left you to yourself. So you went, uh, you went ahead and you've, uh, and you've committed the sin. Does that make sense? And this is takes you know, I'm So does this mean you committed a sin and then you're going to commit another sin because you're not protected? No. Yes. Yani, if you were to be protected, you wouldn't commit that sin. لو عصمك الله لما وقعت في المعصية. And Allah will never leave you to yourself unless there is something that was going in you. 
I will go to this. Slowly, slowly. In a hadith narrated by Imam Bukhari, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in, so that you can take this hadith, it is hadith 2432. 2432. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the one who committed zina, he doesn't commit zina while he is in a state of iman. لا يزني الزان حين يزني وهو مؤمن ولا يسرق السارق and the thief will never steal while he is مؤمن and the one who drinks خمر will never drink خمر while he is مؤمن it doesn't mean this hadith that all this any, any thief is not مؤمن anyone who commits معصية uh, is not مؤمن it doesn't mean that but Rasulullah sallallahu is saying if he was to be in a state of protection he wouldn't do that, and she wouldn't do that. There is something that we have done that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has lifted this protection from us. Does that make sense? Hmm. Naam, Sidi. Hmm? The hadith Rasulullah sallallahu said, the one who commits zina will never commit zina while he is or she is in a state of iman. A thief cannot commit his crime while he is in a state of iman. The one who drinks khamr cannot commit, cannot do that while he is in, or she is in a state of iman. Mashi? Hmm. Yes. Yes, that part you are not in Iman. So Iman, we're not speaking about Iman in general, but you've been, that, that awareness of Allah at that very moment is not there. That fearfulness of Allah at that moment is not there. That connection with Allah at that moment is not there. So when, when that connection is cut, then you're doing a lot of other things. Huh? And that's why it comes, the issue of ghafla. What does ghafla mean? Heedless. Ghafla, when you are unaware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even for less than one second, that is all the other problems comes to you. This protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like a dome that covers you. Don't you see, subhanallah, what protected Yusuf alayhi salam? With that connection with Rabbi subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't mean that Yusuf salam wasn't like any one of us that he had desires or this. No. That is the iman of, of Yusuf salam was above the situation that he was in. That's why even the Sahaba, how they have admired each other. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, when he went to check, when he went to Baytul Maqdis, and then he went to Shab. So all the commanders they were inviting Umar. Umar, as Khalifa, is visiting this part that he has never been there. These are new lands that were open for the Muslims. Speaking about Jordan, about uh, Dimashq, about Baytul uh, Maqdis, all this part. So Umar was visiting. So everyone was inviting him. The one who didn't invite him was Abu Ubaidah Amr ibn al-Jarrah. And Abu Ubaidah was the general commander of all army. So Umar knows at Abu Ubaidah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what was the title of Abu Ubaidah? 
the title that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi given him Amin wa hadhihi al-umma Umar gave him the ahtab will come about Umar but Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam called him Amin wa hadhihi al-umma the trustee of this umma the trustee of this umma Do you know what this means when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam calls him Amin hadhihi al-umma because Jibril is called Amin why and Abu Ubaidah with his iman subhanallah and Abu Ubaidah is the one that when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam what Asma said may Allah bless her when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the battle of Uhud when part of his hamlet went into his cheek sallallahu alaihi wasallam Abu Ubaidah took it out with his teeth so all his teeth were falling down imagine just for just one small metal and then he was happy to lose all his teeth for those who think iman is ibadat do you think that was require, the requirement of his iman abu ubaida to lose all his teeth that is his love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is his love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that changed everything So Omar everyone invited him except on Abu Abaida except Abu Abaida so I said Abu Abaida are you sad with me are you angry with me or have you heard anything that yani that I don't deserve to be in your house that's why you didn't invite me So Abu Abaida said I've got nothing to invite you for I don't have anything So I said then I'm coming to you Omar said I'm inviting myself So Omar came to him in subhanallah the house of Abu Abaida was small tent He had only what do you call you know the uh, what you put on the horse saddle that is saddle when he sleeps yani it is his uh, pillow and when he wakes up he put it on the horse so Omar came to visit him assalamu alaykum abir almu'minin have said he said i don't have anything i told you i have something if you want to eat here if you want to eat with me then he had a very dry bread that he brought with him from Medina. He put some salt in it. And he was putting it in water and eating it. And Umar would just keep crying. Umar would just keep crying. He said, Ya Abu Abaidah, look how far we are from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu and how close you are. This is Umar crying at that time. with his iman subhanallah allah alam they see as what they will say when i speak about umar umar is someone that who didn't eat meat for two years and it was and people they used to hide when they when they eat meat in the time of umar because there was the drought so umar said everyone should be like the poor ones so one of the sahaba miskin he had he had the meat and when he saw umar he was hiding the meat as if he is having something yani so I said ma wara'ak I said what are you hiding he said it is meat ya amir al-mu'minin I said I said and what why are you eating meat he said shay'un ishtahat fi nafsi it is something that I have desired ya amir al-mu'minin he said aw kullama ishtahat nafsaka shay'an akalta if it whenever your nafs desires something you go and eat it la ilaha illallah this is umar and umar is crying from Abu Ubaidah what yani this is 
it is very difficult even to comprehend subhanallah so the protection of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it saves people so al-harawi says the beginning is when you think about your sin you should feel bad that when you committed this sin you are not under the protection of allah because those who love you they protect you isn't it then when allah leaves you to yourself and what did i do allah to leave me to myself so don't think about the the sin itself okay do you understand what what what, what imam harawi is telling you don't think about the sin itself think about how come i did this if i was to be in a state of iman would i do that if my iman was if of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if my relationship with allah was strong will i do that this is one way of looking at yourself the second way he says to you of the way of looking of your sin is he said farahuka inda dhafari biha when you find your sin to be happy and excited can you stop writing for one second please <laughs> he's telling you to be happy and excited when you know the sin that you've committed how can he be happy that knowing your sin will make you happy yes you should be very happy which means Allah is showing you what you've done so that you can repent from it. Because when you know the mistake that you've done, then subhanallah, you can, you can go and look for the cure. Which means you know yourself. You know your weakness in which side it is. So you work hard in that direction. So when, when you think about your sin, the first thing is to regret and to feel sad that Allah's protection wasn't there when you committed. The second is to be so happy and so excited when you know it. Which means, what does this mean? Al-Harawi didn't say all this. Al-Harawi is just giving you one, like, small one line. But also when you know it, if you are happy and excited, you'll be grateful to Allah and Allah will show you the other sins as well. Because Allah promised you in the Quran, Allah said, وَلَئِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you are grateful to me, I will increase you. So if you put your effort to know in one sin, then you have to know that Allah will guide you to, to know the other thing. You understand? Do you know how we should treat our sins? The way you should treat it is, you know when, you, when there is something wrong with you. You have continuously have got you've got headache. What do you do? Huh? Take medicine. Take medicine. If the medicine didn't work, you go and you investigate it, isn't it? Huh? You go all, you go through all these tests until you know the root cause of this problem, isn't it? Is there any doctor? Allah unless it should be a butcher anyway. Otherwise, there is no doctor that will go through operation unless they know what they, what, what they are operating you for. So this is how we should treat our sins. Everyone wanted to be wali. And he said, Bismillah, we will be, inshallah, may Allah make us awliya. But yani, we have to think about this this way. So you have to put every effort that you can 
in order to know the sins that you've committed. I don't want to depress you. You don't have to be depressed. But subhanAllah, it is very much important we know our direction as well. Okay? So you have to be very happy and so excited when you know it. Do you know why? Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith narrated by Ibn Hibban. Hadith narrated by Ibn Hibban. The hadith number is 5,489. 5,489. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi said, I want you to repeat the hadith with me. Indeed, any one of you that is sad for his or her sins and they are happy. Yes. Five, four, eight, nine. Any, uh, any one of you who is happy for the good thing, for uh, any one of you that if his sin was to make him upset and if his Good deeds was to make him happy. Indeed, that person is mu'min. So to be happy for the good deeds you do is good. And to be sad when you commit a sin is iman. But this doesn't go with what I'm saying. What I said is to be happy when you know your sin. Because that is good by itself. Huh? That is good by itself. How many people, subhanAllah, they carry many illnesses and they don't know about them for years. And it grows, it grows, it grows. Isn't it? So to know your sin is a big na'mah. Mashi? Na'am, see this. That's because it's a sign of Iman itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, something that you've been searching, you're not relaxed. You do a sin and you go sleep. How come you do that? How come? People, they get depressed. Yani, remember, subhanAllah, Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, rahmatullah, after his imam in deen, he goes to the highest level, and then he's in Arafat, and he says, how I can, how can I make dua? How I can make dua? He says, make dua. He says, I'm shy. I know myself. He knows the sin that we've committed years ago. He says, how can even I make dua? How can I ask him? لا إله إلا الله من عرف ربه خافه واتقاه Those who know Allah they will be very much conscious of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and they will be very fearful from upsetting him نعم سيد رأي Arrogance is when you think that I have done this. But you are happy when you say, Allah use me in khair. You know, subhanAllah, to make sujood of shukur when you pray salah in jama'ah is a big na'mah. That's why I say, Ali is an abdil, is a sajjad. He used to make sujood for everything. Everything, subhanAllah. They tell him good news, he makes sujood. He prays, he used to make sujood for sujood. 
Subhanallah. These are the salihin. They have got nothing. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah said, keep patient. When you are in the company of those who remember Allah in the morning and the evening, why Allah is telling me to, be, to have sabr when I am with the dhakirin? Because the dhakirin, they have nothing other than dhikr. From dhikr, they go to another dhikr, they go to another dhikr. And people, they get bored, they get tired, they want to do different things. This is what happened with our father, Adam, alayhi salam. He was in big ni'mah, and yet he wanted something different. <laughs> and this is the biggest musibah with us as humans. That difference is what it takes us, subhanAllah, to, be, to, to a bigger Muslim. To be committed and to be patient and to say whatever it is, I don't want anything other than this khair. That is something big. Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, is go to that maqam because, subhanAllah, once he became mu'min, his life became difficult, different. His money was gone. Free in Bilal, free in this, free in this, free in this. And he was يعني, a man, a very rich man, well-respected man. But he didn't want to change his life. Even, subhanAllah, he was so happy that he was with Rasulullah sallallahu Finish. He didn't want anything. Even in one of the narrations, يعني, regardless, even so, there is, there, is, there is an issue with the chain. But Rasulullah sallallahu was asking each sahaba, what makes you happy, what makes you happy, what makes you happy. So when it comes to Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr said, to look at you, Ya Rasulullah. And to listen to you, Ya Rasulullah. And to be in your company, Ya Rasulullah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make a dua in his dua, very special dua it is in narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. Inshallah, you can read the dua yourself, inshallah. It is in, in Sahih Bukhari, it is in hadith number uh, 6035. And in Muslim, is in hadith 2719. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say, Oh Allah, forgive. Rasulullah said, forgive all my sins and my ignorance. And my transgression. When I, when, when I transgress, when I cross the, uh, the borders. Rasulullah doesn't do all this. But he's teaching me the dua. He's teaching me the dua. How to approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to say, Allahumma li khati'ati wa jahli. Oh Allah, forgive the sins that I've committed in my ignorance. amri, And when I do everything, Ya Rabbi, I go beyond the limit. And what you know about me and from what I do, more than me. Allahumma li jiddi wa hazli. Oh Allah, forgive me. When I am serious and when I am not serious, when I joke, when I do things, subhanallah. 
وخطئي وعمدي and the things that I do in purpose or يعني by mistake وكل ذلك عندي and all this يا ربي is in me اللهم اغفر لما قدمت وما أخرت والله forgive me everything that I have done in the past and whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm going to do in the, in the future وما أسررت وما أعلنت and what I've done secretly and what I've done openly وما أنت أعلم به مني and more than the secrets and the open the things that you know more than I do you know what that means even more than the secrets there might be secrets that Allah knows that I don't know اللهم سجمع أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر وأنت على كل شيء قدير so subhanallah the second stage is from the second way of looking at your dhambi is to be happy when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you yourself number three is to determine not to repeat it first of all يعني you've looked at it from from which angle that Allah didn't protect me when I've done the sin the second is you are happy that you knew it the third is to be determined not to repeat it and this only can happen this determination can only happen by making sure always you have to have the certain that Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me. Why I don't do this? Because Allah is watching me. Why I do this? Because Allah is watching me. Why I, why, why, why I didn't? Because Allah is watching me. To have this consciousness. And try your very best to multiply your good deeds as much as you can. Because Rabbi subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Hud, ayah number 114, إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُذْهِبْنَ السَّيِّئَاتِ Verily indeed, the good deeds erases the bad deeds. Huh? And subhanahu in a hadith, a young man came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, look, look at the ma'rifah. What? When you know you're them, it helps you. He said, Ya Rasulullah, halaktu wa ahlakt. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I've destroyed myself. And I've destroyed others. What did you do? Rasulullah didn't even tell him. Rasulullah even didn't ask him what did you what did you do? Look at the Adam and how we should approach people. You don't go to someone and say, when someone tells you I've committed sin, what did you do? Don't ask. Don't ask because it is not up to you to ask. This is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the master of creation teaching you. He said, Ya Rasulullah, halaktu ahlak. I've destroyed myself and I've destroyed others. What did you do? No. The man said, Ya Rasulullah. This is coming to me for us. He said, I was in a shop. And then subhanallah, a woman came. And I was looking at this woman and they saw he's speaking about even my, for all of us, it is something that it is Mahina. But when it comes to your relationship with Allah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the munafiqeen, the munafiqeen, they see the small mistakes of others like a mountain. You see? 
and their dhunub that is it weighs more than the mountain they, they see it as nothing do you know what this means a munafiq looked at himself he's good and everyone is bad and a mu'min look at himself bad and everyone is good this is mu'min this is mu'min that's why our master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said no one enters Jannah because of his or her deeds. So even you, Ya Rasul, I said, even me. So this man said, Ya Rasulullah, I've committed sin. What can I do? So Rasulullah sallallahu didn't answer him. He left him. He said, make wudu. He made wudu. Pray to Raka'ah. He prayed to Raka'ah. Then he prayed Asr with them. And this Sahabi cannot rest. A young Sahabi. He cannot rest. Said, Ya Rasulullah, halaktu ahlak after salah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is coming him down. And then he said, Have you prayed with us, Jama'ah? He said, Yes. He said, Then Allah said, Inna al-hasanat yudhibna al-sayyat. Very little good deeds, erase the bad deeds. What is the benefit of this man? Because this man, when he had his dinner, he didn't relax. He came running to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And not only praying with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and it seems Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam changed things. Being in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam changed things. Then, it is very much important that... <coughs> can you summarize with me the three things that we said about, about the sin? The first one? Huh? To know your... Uh, number, number, the first one. That to know that you are out of the, of the protection of Allah. When you are committing a sin, you are not under the protection of Allah. Yani Allah left you to yourself. It's number one. The second we said? Be happy and excited. To be happy and excited. Number three? So this is one of many things to learn, inshallah, about sin. Allah willing, inshallah. Next week we'll speak about the shara'it. Yeah, you can just write the conditions of uh, Tawbah. And uh, then we speak about the haqqa'iq of Tawbah, about the realities of Tawbah. And then we speak about the sara'ir of Tawbah. And this is a side topic. Allah willing, inshallah, if Allah give us a long life, we'll finish it next week. If not, then alhamdulillah, Ibrahim. It is your question, Ibrahim. It's not my fault. If you have to blame, blame this man. Sorry. Naam Sid. You know, at the beginning, you said, um, you said when you think about the sin. So is that about a specific sin or a specific time that you did the sin? So if you were if you were lying a lot, mm. do you have to think about the sinners and thinking about the lying, or think yesterday at twelve o'clock I said this to someone not so much? Which one is it? Both the ways are even which the first one is worse than another, because when you think about the specific sin. He might think about the consequences that you've done to others. Because you've given a wrong information. This person is thinking something else. Huh? You know, sometimes, subhanallah. <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, speaking about the munafiqeen. He said, يعني يخادعون الله والذين آمنوا. Allah said, they deceive Allah and they deceive those who believe. 
So when you lie, when someone is lying, for example, is deceiving. This by itself is the biggest musibah. But subhanallah, just think about each and every step. And even think about collectively. At the end, what you're thinking about is that Allah didn't protect me or not. If it is once, okay. But the more you think about it, and for how long you've been left to yourself to do all the things. If you think about it in details, it is bad enough. And you think about it collectively, it is even worse. Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. Our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate.